Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. I am Millie Murillo, intuitive astrologer and spiritual coach. I am here with my co-host, Ashley Torrent, psycho-spiritual counselor and intuitive medium. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. This is our first episode of the year. Uh, we're coming back from a little break and we're excited. We're excited to be back. Uh, I'm really looking forward to some of the conversations that we have lined up for <clears throat> at least for the first half of the year. I'm really curious, and maybe you guys can share uh, via Instagram how December 2023 was for you and January 2024 has been for you. Because today we're actually talking about redefining resolutions. So, I mean, I know that for me, it was a lot different than I had anticipated, but it was incredibly reflective. Uh, and it was a time that showed me a lot of things that I didn't realize I still needed to to see. So how was it for you, Ashley? <clears throat> oh, goodness. I feel these past couple of months have been the culmination of many years of hard work. Um, so it was interesting. I've felt the effects of those years. Um, but in December, that was pretty hard. I had some pretty eye-opening awarenesses, um, shifts, kind of like, I can't believe I've been doing these things a certain way. Why would I do things like that? Um, and then just choosing to slow down, choosing joy, choosing play, choosing peace, choosing to do less. Um, and trying to remember why I had to be so busy before. Um, mm. <laughs> so it feels like there's a, a really big internal shift, like a foundational shift happening. And then also feeling um, feeling lighter after several years of feeling like things just felt so hard, which feels mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, you know, me being a rebel that I am, I hate the word resolution. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to be like, no, um, <laughs> But I also recognize it's really important to people. Yeah. Um, and then the therapist in me uh, also recognizes that, you know, what we're doing is we're setting an intention, you know, mm -hmm. but I think what a lot of people forget is they think it's this overnight thing where like, I'm mm -hmm. going to set this resolution and all of a sudden I'm going to be different. And this is all about being in relationship to that thing. So what I love is this topic um, about resolutions and redefining resolutions. I think we can explore and explain the process of why it's not an overnight success, why it can feel hard and why so many people can give up on them. Right. Right. I think, I think before this is such a great way of, of starting this because, sorry, I was looking at my phone because I wanted to make sure about a date, but this transition into 2024 is slightly different because we are experiencing one of the last major transits of Pluto, the planet of transformation um, through the sign of Capricorn and moving into the sign of Aquarius. So I think that, you know, for anyone who listens to our podcast is probably um, <clears throat> familiar with astrology in some way, shape, or form. So you might have some knowledge on what that means or its transit, but I wanted to take a moment to kind of paint the, the story and the picture that has been unfolded a little bit over the last, 
um, you know, over the last two months at least, which is December 2023, January 2024. So I want to take you back to December of 2023, where we had a Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius. That Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius even caught me off guard because obviously I looked at it ahead of time. I thought, okay, Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius. But I think, you know, we're going to take a step back, mind our intentions and resolutions for the following year. What's the big picture? How does it, uh, what are the practical steps that I need to take to see this big picture unfold? And when I first looked at that Mercury retrograde, that's what I thought. Now, experiencing it, I realized, oh, the reason that we are meant to take a step back and think about the practical steps that are required in this big picture is because those practical steps cannot look like the same practical steps we've taken over the last several years. Mm-hmm. And so this is where that dynamic of or where the energy of Pluto influence has been influencing us significantly. There was a full moon in Cancer at the beginning of January. Yeah, January, there was a, yeah, there was a full moon in Cancer either at the end of December, the beginning of January, which I thought was so interesting because a full moon in Cancer always represents a checking in with ourselves to see how are we meeting our needs? Are our needs being met? How do we feel nourished? How do we feel safe? How does our home feel? How does our family feel? And that's in the most basic way, but this was a different full moon in Cancer because here we are having a full moon in Cancer, which represents all those things. While there's a Mercury retrograde while there was a Mercury retrograde saying, okay, let's pump the brakes on this big picture and really ask yourself things like not just how you're going to move forward with them, but why do you really want to move forward with this? Where is it actually coming from? And the very slow process of Pluto finishing its transit to Capricorn and moving into Aquarius. So I think it's important to understand all of the components that were happening at the time yeah, all of the components that were happening around December and into January, because whenever the moon is involved, especially a full moon in Cancer, the moon rules the sign of Cancer. That is the energy that is directly tied to our sense of emotional safety, mothering, home, and far more than touching base with our life and the people in it, which the full moon in Cancer does call. It's much more about How do you feel that way within yourself? So when, as we move towards a new year and people are setting intentions or resolutions, a lot of times the reason why they aren't seen, you know, through the end or continued to be followed through throughout the year is because the question of why do I want this isn't really asked. Mm -hmm. Does this feel, does this amplify or secure much more my sense of home within myself? Does it nurture me, right? Mm -hmm. Emotionally. 
Um, I just want to take a moment. I'm saying a lot and I, I just want to ask if how this is landing on you or if anything's coming up for you as I'm saying this. Well, I mean, I think it's such a good point. And I think resolutions often seem to be like surface level mm-hmm. things that we're addressing, you right. know, rather mm-hmm. at the symptoms rather than the issue that that's really asking to be addressed, you know, um, like if, you know, you hear the typical one, I want to lose 10 pounds or something like that. People want to mm-hmm. lose weight after the holidays. Um, and I think what's really missing is one, you know, the holidays are a time of slowing down, often eating and enjoying different types of food. And I feel like that resolution doesn't take into account that, you know, you've kind of been in this different place with your body during that time, probably right. fallen out of your um, patterns or schedule. Um, and and so that's just one example where I feel like we're not li- really looking at, okay, why and what's really happening here. It doesn't feel like a very compassionate way of looking at things. And then if you have been trying to lose weight and just waited for the holidays, for example, maybe it's not about the 10 pounds, but maybe it's about your relationship to your body, your relationship to food, or your relationship to wanting to lose weight in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I'm hearing you saying is in the asking of why, I feel like it reframes everything. We stop mm-hmm. looking on the surface level and we start to go deeper into our heart and soul. Absolutely. Definitely. And so this is where Pluto now, the undercurrent, the powerful undercurrent of Pluto energy comes in. So we have to remember that Pluto will transit a sign for a significant period of time. Um, really, it, it transits a sign anywhere from eight to 20 years, depending on, you know, <clears throat> depending on it, on Yay. its transit. Right? <laughs> and Pluto in the Zodiac is the planet that represents the shadow of life. Pluto in the Zodiac is the planet of transformation. But here's the thing. Anyone who has experienced a significant transformation in their lives knows what transformation feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like you are ripped away from something that feels very safe and secure. It's almost like a rug being <clears throat> pulled from underneath you and you're just left. Mm-hmm. Pluto in the Zodiac is no joke. Um It represents the darkest of the darkest of life. So whenever we think of really atrocious things in this human reality, more often than not, Pluto's involved. So, and, and just as a side note, Pluto is the reason why I approach my work in the way that I do. You can't possibly approach this type of work without acknowledging the contrast that Pluto energy brings, which is usually when it's heavily activated, a death in some way, Mm. right? So with that said, Pluto is ending a 15-year transit in the sign of Capricorn. Now here's, here's another side note. Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn between September and November of 2024, for a, that's a very short amount of time. But why it matters right now is because Pluto will never again meet the sun in Capricorn. And that matters because the, the next time that Pluto retrogrades back into Capricorn, we will be in the middle of Libra, Scorpio, 
and maybe a little bit of Sagittarius season, but it won't get to Capricorn season of 2025. This is why it matters. So you and I are recording this, um, I don't know the date today, but- January 22nd. Okay, we're recording this January 22nd. Pluto is already in the sign of Aquarius. It's just newly entered and we just started um, Aquarius season. So when Pluto or any planet switches signs, it becomes a very important event. Now, nothing may necessarily uh, manifest immediately or physically, but what it does represent is, and this is where you want to be mindful of what you're journaling, kind of put a bookmark, you know, bookmark a particular dates, because Pluto is the energy of the subconscious, the the depths of our psyche, um, our shadow self. And so as we're leaving the sign of Capricorn, or as Pluto leaves the sign of Capricorn and moves into Aquarius, we are leaving behind a very, at this point, outdated, outmoded way of approaching life. Capricorn is the energy of hierarchy, climbing the corporate ladder, um, meeting the status quo. I should go to college after high school, then I should get married, then I get I should get that job, then I should climb that corporate ladder. Those very, um, you know, cookie cutter ways of living life, Capricorn represents that mm. in in the most basic sense. Um, it is the energy of this is the way that things have been done. So this is the way that we will continue to do things. Pluto transiting that sign for 15 years, what it did is that it highlighted the shadow of having, you know, society follow that framework of life and realizing, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for everybody in the same way. It doesn't it it doesn't work now, right? Because we have to take so many other things into consideration, so many other components. So Pluto moving into Aquarius is somewhat of a is somewhat of a clear clean slate. But here's here's where I want to also make a, a really important point. Pluto moving into Aquarius. And Pluto being in Aquarius for about 20 years is going to highlight the shadow of Aquarius energy. That's what Pluto does. It brings out the gunk wherever it's transiting. And what are the shadow qualities of Aquarius energy? Uh, well, we can see it. I mean, here's one a really clear example. Pluto and Capricorn represented the power to corporations, okay? Capricorn represents corporations. Aquarius represents technology. Pluto is going to highlight the shadow of tech companies, really, uh, you know, tech, uh, those really powerful tech guys, a technology kind of taking over. And we're going to see the shadow of that over the next 20 years. That's just a, that's a, that's a very simple example, but I just also want to name that. Mm. But on a more personal level, Pluto in Aquarius represents 
the stripping away at everything that doesn't allow you to express yourself in the most authentic way. And so I think that there is a desire for us to express ourselves authentically, but what we don't realize are the layers and layers and layers of that we have that we have to shed, but that we have created, that we have placed upon ourselves to keep ourselves safe in some way. And Pluto moving into Aquarius is going to strip us of those. <laughs> so again, I want to take a moment and pause and, and see. What's if anything's coming up for you with this? Well, many things. Um, first of all, I think it, this is very exciting to me to move into the Aquarius, even if it does bring the shadow aspects. Um, and I have a lot of compassion for anyone that's moved through Pluto transits. I have moved through them. Um, mm -hmm. I was suicidal during uh, my Pluto transit. I was mm -hmm. very much like, as my therapist described, it was a time of going deep, deep underground. Mm -hmm. Um, and uncovering, like you said, the darkest aspects of myself and bringing them into the light. And so I look back and I have such a, com such compassion for myself during that time. And also recognize I had to go through that. You know, mm -hmm. one thing I love about astrology is it really mirrors, like you didn't, I feel like there's times we can choose unnecessary suffering if we're choosing self-sabotage and things like that. But I think also astrology, if we are really listening to what's calling us and we're trying to find a path that's more in alignment astrology is so beautiful because it can mirror these difficult transits that we have that like that had a purpose and right. i love that i love when you tell me yes your pluto was in this and that can make you want to die i'm like okay thank you <laughs> I'm like, that makes so much sense yes i wanted to die right. all right that's not funny that i wanted to die but <laughs> it is so validating when you say right. that. Right. Right. So I, you know, I think it's important if someone is going through a really challenging phase to check in with your astrology. Is there, is this purposeful? You know, if you feel like you are like in alignment with yourself, then it's important to check the astrology. And the astrology can also mirror very positive times in your life. I don't want you to just be looking when you're in a time of transformation <laughs> or darkness, but it is validating. Um, and then the other thing you were saying about authenticity, man, I can't tell you how many people, clients, friends that I've spoken to myself, my partner that are really in this place of like, uh, inauthenticity is like wearing the scratchiest, heaviest wool, damp clothes. Ugh, it, it, yeah. It's so intolerable, but yet so many of us are still trying to find that groove. And well, what does this look like? What does mm -hmm. self-expression in the most authentic way look like? What does it look mm -hmm. like in how I market myself if you're on social media or in the choices that I make in my day-to-day -day life? Like, what does it mean? And I know for me, I realized I was making some choices that were still from like a trauma survival way of being um, rather than like, do I really want to do that? You mm -hmm. know? And so that mm -hmm. was a big shift for me to go, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. That doesn't feel good anymore. I don't want to live like right. this anymore. So what it's so fascinating to me that the astrology is reflecting people are are seeking this authenticity and really enjoying stepping into that space and giving themselves permission to do it. Where I think there was a time where climbing the ladder, um, needing external validation, likes, um, 
whatever it was, was the, more of a driving factor. But now it feels like authenticity is like the sweet spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> we also have to remember, uh, right, that the, the lunar nodes of the zodiac are also transiting the axes of Aries and Libra. And so the North Node is in Aries, the South Node is in Libra. The North Node in Aries is this calling, do you have the courage to be yourself? The South Node in Libra is, do you have the courage to leave behind codependent tendencies that drive you to behave a certain way in order to be chosen and liked? Oh, it's not I an love accident. That. Yeah, it's not an accident that these two themes, these two astrological energies are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. There is something really significant happening in terms of how we relate to ourselves and therefore how we relate to others. Right. So I have a question. <laughs> this is and this is not to like make fun of or mock anyone. I, I actually, I'm really curious because you and I are in mm -hmm. the healing space all the time, right? We right. live in it. We're in it personally. We're in it professionally, you yes. know, yes, <laughs> so, we <are. laughs> yes, we are in it all the time. Um, and it makes me wonder someone who is not working in this space and actually maybe not in therapy, not particularly like aware of astrology or aware of anything. It makes me wonder how these kinds of transits, how it lands in them. Mm -hmm. like, do you have any sense of what they're feeling or experiencing? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> well, so I'll put myself as an example because the way that I was behaving before I came into, you know, the study of astrology over eight years ago was <laughs> being mindful that I'm a Libra ascendant and I have a son, my, my son is in Capricorn. So everything that's been happening with Pluto and Capricorn and these, and, and the nodes and eclipses in Libra and Aries have been oh, really interesting for me in the last year. So before I really got into astrology and uh, spirituality and any kind of, before I was in the healing space at all, there was, I was, I could see how I was doing life from the lower expression of my chart. Mm -hmm. um, and so the lower expression of my chart can be incredibly codependent. I want to be liked by so-and-so. I want to save, you know, my mother. I want to save my friend. I want to, and, and this is what gave me a place in life. So astrological events were happening. And now that I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I can remember certain instances, certain events, certain relationships kind of falling apart because I was behaving in a way where I was really looking outside of myself for everything that I now realize I have within myself, mm -hmm. right? So you, anyone who isn't in touch with any of this, the astrology is going to, the energy is going to be what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So for me, it manifested in immense heartbreak, um, really unhealthy coping mechanisms, again, a ton of people pleasing, being in a, in a career job that was not aligned with me, um, drinking a lot, um, 
having like having an ulcer. So all of these things Mm -hmm. that were screaming at me, this isn't it. This isn't it. But the fear. So here for someone who is being is affected by all of these, all of this astrological energy, and they are completely unaware and disconnected from themselves. These are the ways in which things are going to unfold for you that that's this is how they're going to experience it and i mean look at the same time i've always been someone who has minded my connection with spirit and i honestly think that that's kind of what helped me through a lot of things but for someone who's not aware at all this can feel like what the fuck am i doing if it feels like that for those who are in the healing space And for those who have a therapist, have a coach, work with someone, this is a crisis. Mm. This is a crisis, a pretty severe one. Mm. So I know that was a really long answer, but. No, but it was great. And it it reminded me of like how that does show up for people, Mm -hmm. um, those lower expressions. Mm Mm-hmm. If we're not in alignment, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Okay. So as Pluto moves into Aquarius, there is a transformative factor that comes into play with us being the most authentic expression of ourselves. Because when we are, we are actually of service to the collective in that way. Mm. Right. January 2024 actually started off really well. The energy was incredibly supportive of, you know, your traditional resolutions. Um, Every planet really went direct. There were no retrogrades. Everything was actually really great. But Pluto moving into the sign of Aquarius is, again, If I'm setting resolutions or intentions, what part within myself am I setting those resolutions or intentions from? Because Pluto in Aquarius is saying, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, not that way. That's why it doesn't feel right. That's why it feels off. That's why you're resisting doing it that way. Mm -hmm. And so the the question really far more than, than how do I want to move forward really is, who am I now and how, who, who I am now wants to move forward with, with that, with this, for that bigger picture. Hmm. Right. So you're like, it's a real time of assessing, like, who am I now and what is it I want to create or what, what is like my resolution, for example, and how mm-hmm. am I in relationship to that resolution now, as opposed to maybe I was six months ago or a year ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And that's a really good point. Understanding that just a few months ago, you were very, probably very different than you were. I just know I was. Ago. Yeah. I feel like my whole world is like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> in a good way <laughs> right and why do you for those listening look I I don't know and I, I've picked up on this just from working with Ashley for as long as we have like we laugh at a lot of these things because <laughs> it's fucking crazy to observe it happening like what the yeah. fuck 
<laughs> yeah, when you're just like, I've just been lying to myself this whole time. <laughs> Trauma is a liar. And that's what I, yeah, I'm just laughing. Oh, I'm just like, yeah. I literally feel like this version of me has been sitting next to me for years, waiting for me to look over and go, oh, there you are. And now yeah. I'm embodying more of this like different version of me. And it's like hard for me to even remember why that other version of me made choices or lived that way. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. again, trauma is so intense. And, and if you're living your life through that lens, you're making very different choices. And I feel like I'm stepping out of that for longer periods of time. Thank God. But yes, you have to laugh about it. Right. <laughs> you have to. Um, I really love what you said about, you know, this version of you sitting next to you for a long time, just kind of waiting for you to invite her. Mm -hmm. um, again, Pluto moving into the sign of Aquarius is us stepping into or inviting this other version of ourselves in. So please, please, please understand and remember, you are not late. You are not early. You are not you you shouldn't know how to do this version of you you don't know you have no idea no you've never been here before pluto and aquarius has never been a transit that we have ever experienced in our lifetime or that we will ever experience again because it takes pluto over 200 years to transit the entire zodiac so we'll never we don't have a frame of reference really no, but I would like you, if you don't mind speaking to what was going on the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, because I think that's fascinating. That's interesting. So the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius was the last, the last time that I studied it was around the 1700s. Mm -hmm. And in the 1700s, um, it was when we, it, it, there was a lot of evolution in terms of technology, right? Mm. So technology of the time, something to make, uh, something to make life easier after coming out of time of a lot of depression. Mm -hmm. Now, we have to understand that technology, obviously, as we see it now, looks very different. But technology at its core is anything that makes life easier. Mm. when we bring that to the person to a personal expression this is the same way that our phone every so often needs an update or an upgrade this is what we're experiencing right now an update or an upgrade so mm. the last time that pluto was in aquarius it coincided with a time in which um more machinery was being introduced to workplaces it coincided with the time where different conversations were starting to be had, where there was an uprising of, well, maybe not uprising is the right word, but where there was more um, philosophy being spoken about, more things around the um, elevation of consciousness, openness of consciousness. Um, astrology, the last time that Pluto was, was in Aquarius, actually had a boom in a very similar way that it's having now. Oh, interesting. And it was also the time um, my son would be so upset that I'm not good with dates because he's a history buff, but it was around the, the Revolutionary War right. and the establishment mm -hmm. of the United States. Now, whatever mm -hmm. we feel about what happened in that establishment, but there was a time of revolt, rebellion, mm -hmm. um, uprising, going mm -hmm. against the old structures, which mm -hmm. I think is fascinating. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's interesting because uh, the United States in particular, every country has a chart. Every country has a needle chart from the moment that it became a country. The United States had a Pluto return, but its Pluto return was in Capricorn. And that was um, back and forth between 2019 and 2020. Um, So think about what was happening around 2019, 2020 into 2021. Not to go that far back, Saturn, the planet of structures, moved into the sign of Aquarius December 2020. Think about the shifts in especially social movements that happened since December of 2020, which was around the pandemic. We began having bigger, more open conversations about inclusion, about racism, about um, gender, about uh, women, all kinds of things began to open up because that's what Aquarius represents. Aquarius represents the collective and the unique expression of everyone involved in that collective. Mm. So when we had the American Revolution, it was the same fight, Mm -hmm. if you will, right? Mm -hmm. It was a revolt against the status quo Mm -hmm. and the reclaiming of that, of, of, our genuine expression as individuals and human beings. Mm. So collectively, Pluto and Aquarius, I'm very mindful of speaking of collective matters because that's not my area of expertise in astrology, but it's almost impossible to ignore, you know, just even with the reference that I made right now of December, 2020 with Saturn moving into Aquarius. So Saturn moving into Aquarius, uh, December, 2020 and remaining there, till uh 20 the beginning of 2023 we got a glimpse it kind of opened up the door mm-hmm. to all of these conversations and pluto is just going to <laughs> do what it does bulldoze its way through it because pluto's force can feel bulldozing we mm-hmm. and this is this is a point that i really want to get across do not by any means think that you can mitigate the manifestation or expression that Pluto is meant to have in your life. Mm-hmm. Do not try to control it. Do not try to manipulate it. The calling is, how do I express myself the most authentically today? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I continue to come back to myself today? What What is a genuine expression of me today that actually serves. Maybe you don't think collectively. Maybe you just think that is a much more honest expression of me in this relationship. That is a much more honest expression of me in in this space, in this job, in this whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So Pluto moving into Aquarius is this energy that we are very unfamiliar with. And the collective is going to reflect that the collective i also want to invite everyone to think about 2023 2024 2025 and 2026 as a block these these couple of years cannot be seen independent from one another they are together 
And those are these are the years in which Pluto and Aquarius is really going to revolutionize a lot of how we do life. Now, I'm bringing in this larger context because it's important that whoever's listening understands that if you're feeling lost or disconnected or you don't know what to do, what's happening, it's because you haven't been here before. Right. Pluto and Aquarius brings in an energy that is unfamiliar. We were not raised in a society that uh, encouraged us or embraced our uniqueness. It's almost the complete opposite. We were indoctrinated into systems like schools and jobs and, uh, you know, 401ks. Like, I'm saying these things because you'll see. You will see the absolute revolution of all of this over the next couple of years. So... How does, what does this have to do with you setting resolutions for 2024? <laughs> I think that 2024 just has a flavor of try it out. Mm. See what happens. Do it differently. Step outside the box a little bit. Step outside your comfort zone a little bit. More importantly, if you're doing anything in your life for because someone else in it tells you that that's the way it should be. Question it. Yes. Right? Now, I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. I'm not saying go break the law. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is in, in, in you and who you are becoming as an individual, there, there is a really powerful time right now starting where we get to be very intentional, very intentional with how we want to show up in the world, and most importantly, why. That's, I, I just love this energy. I think it's so important. Um, I think a lot of people that I've spoken with, and I want to speak for everyone, but this energy of needing to prove or striving, um, this energy that's been driven um, from old ways of doing things that coming back to this place, it, again, it feels like a sweet spot of it's softer. It feels easier if you allow it. Um, mm -hmm. Like being your authentic self, making authentic choices um, just takes a lot of pressure off in a sense. Just, just like explore and try something. I love when you said that, just explore and try. Right. Right. We really are moving into an era of air energy. Um, Jupiter, the planet of growth, expansion, optimism is going to move into the sign of Gemini may 25th 2024 and then uranus is finally leaving the sign of taurus and moving into the sign of gemini in 2025. Mm. we haven't had that much air energy in the zodiac in many 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 years i think for those who have air in their charts they're going to actually feel much more at ease than okay. for those of us for those of us who lack air Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so what is air in the Zodiac? Air is curiosity, open-mindedness, uh, in, in, in their higher expressions, uh, socializing, uh, not being placed in a box. Um, there, there is an element of liberation and freedom. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds great. 
I'm like, I got gone. this. <laughs> All the air, I got it. <laughs> so I think that especially in the, and I, and I do, this is something that I did want to touch on because, and, and for those, don't kill me, don't kill me for those listening. What you're expecting or hoping for or desiring in relationships, particularly romantic relationships, you have to really check again, why? Why do you want a relationship? Why do you say you want the relationship that you want? Because again, the South Node transiting the sign of Libra is about leaving behind a lot of tendencies that are very much based on being chosen, being picked, rather than the opposite, which is I am choosing this and this is why. Pluto in Aquarius is going, is about demolishing the traditional definitions that we have of everything, but especially relationships. So this is how a relationship should look. This is how long it should last. Um, this is marriage. I'm really curious to see what happens to the constitution of marriage um, over the next several years. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but traditional relationships in the way we know them, that, I don't want to say that will be no more. That, that's not that's not a fair assessment. But everyone's desire to be more of who they are will really shine through. And anything that threatens the genuine expression of who someone is as an individual, people will naturally repel. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that in a relationship uh, in in a relationship scenario, I think a lot of times people go into relationships with a lot of expectations and you bring this on to someone who just went into who just came into your life and they're like what the i don't i just met you stranger like all of a sudden i'm supposed to meet all these things mm -hmm. how to approach it i don't know i don't I, I don't have the answer for that but just be very mindful that you're asking yourself that you're really asking yourself where are these expectations or standards or lists or whatever, where are they coming from? Well, when you're saying it, it doesn't like, I don't feel like scared or nervous about it. When you say even like marriage being redefined or any of those things or it changing, what I'm hearing or imagining is that these things will be done on our terms rather than traditional terms, rather than right. maybe the patriarchal structure of mm -hmm. why we got married in the first place, you know, um, which, you know, if you look back to the original reasons people were married, they're very different than what we think of now. But I think there are still some people who get married under a more patriarchal, uh, excuse me, get married for more patriarchal reasons or for mm -hmm. more structure reasons or legal reasons mm -hmm. rather than partnership. Um, so mm -hmm. I guess what I'm hearing is like, this feels like a time of like living life more on your terms. Mm -hmm. And even in partnership, you together define like, what is the culture of your relationship? What do you mm -hmm. want that to feel like? Not what your parents wanted, not what society mm -hmm. says, 
mm-hmm. but what y'all want. Um, right. does that, does that make sense? Does that feel absolutely. Cool? Yeah. And I love yeah. this, like living life on your terms. Like it feels like it'll be maybe, and granted anything like this, it'll, there'll be discomfort as you find your way, but it just feels mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> oh, what are my terms? What do I want this to look like? I get to create this and letting go of like that need for it to look like something that mm-hmm. maybe didn't even feel good in the first place. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so we have to remember, right, that um, this energy is just allowing us to create in the way that we desire. Mm-hmm. But we want to be mindful of where those desires are coming from. I feel that a lot of 2024 has to do with kind of meet, meeting ourselves again. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, I guess I'm curious. So if someone was coming to you and they had, let's say, a resolution, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or something they wanted to change mm-hmm. in their life. Mm-hmm. How, how would you set them up for success? Like how I'm guess what I'm wanting to give is like our listener. So there's something they want to change in their life. The first question we've established is why, mm-hmm. why do you want to do this? But what else would you say so that they could meet this new version of them and be successful in this, in this resolution or change? Be so patient with yourself and know that you are meeting a brand new part of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you are not going to know exactly how to navigate this. That's the first thing I would say. You don't know exactly how you're going to navigate it um, because you've never done it before in this way. And there might that's going to bring discomfort, but keep moving in the direction that really fortifies the why, the new why, right? But here's another here's another thing. Usually when people come to me, especially when I do the the year ahead readings, more often than not, the reading simply reflects something that people have intuitively already thought about. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> how when it comes to those readings, in a very practical way, I give them dates. I give them, see how you're feeling about this at this time. Um, throughout the year, we have moments in which we are, uh, we have check-in, check-in points, as I like to call them. And they're points where you'll check in with where you are in a particular area of your life. You get to ask yourself, how do I feel about this? Um, do I really want, do I still want to move forward with it? Do I still want to move forward with it in the same way? Um, do, does, does this align? Because at least for me, what I've noticed some years is I I have those check-in moments and I realize I probably shouldn't have started that or I started it for the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. right? And so being mindful that one, intuitively, because Pluto is such a force, every, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people do have this feeling of, I don't want to do it the same way or I don't want to do the same thing. But I think where we all try to, you know, rush the process is, well, how do I do it? How is this supposed to be done? And it's like, no, you kind of have to figure that out. You have to go through a very slow process to figure out who this new part of you is. What does it feel like? Did that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. And 
I mean, what I'm hearing is compassion, taking your time. It's an mm-hmm. evolution, getting to know yourself, not at, not expecting instant results. Transformation takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, even if going back to an original example, it's about your relationship to your body. Um, like when we're not looking at the superficial symptoms, when we're looking at the core of the issue or the reason we want to change in the first place. Um, something you mentioned when we were talking about this is timelines, setting up Mm -hmm. timelines for yourself. And I thought I wanted you to speak more about that because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think that it's important for everyone. Let's say you don't follow astrology religiously or constantly. Definitely pay attention to eclipse seasons. So eclipse seasons are like finals time. Like we study, we go to classes, we pay attention. Uh, months prior to eclipse seasons and eclipse seasons are kind of like final season and the universe gives us tests or finals in which we're like all right I'm either prepared for this or I'm not and the prep the prep really is how much am I present with myself Uh, am I looking at the things that are unfolding for me during eclipse season as something that is happening to me or something that is happening for me Neither one is wrong. It just explains your level of consciousness. And they're, you know, either one explains, uh, either one is a is a road to growth. So eclipses for 2024 are, I'm going to extend it a little bit. Technically, it's March and April. I would say March, April, May of 2024. Really bookmark April. I think April is going to be a month that has a lot of volatile movement that it can i hate to use the words good and bad but it's just a lot of movement we're Mm -hmm. going to have a mercury retrograde in the middle of eclipse season which i actually think it's a good thing because it forces us to slow down but in the sign of aries it can make people incredibly impatient and irritable um and then the second eclipse season is september and october So those are significant check-in points. Eclipses represent times of significant endings and significant new beginnings. Eclipse Mm -hmm. seasons are times for the soul to evolve in a very short amount of time. Eclipses are not a time for us to try and control the outcome of things, but to really allow ourselves to be shown where we're meant to go next. Mm -hmm. To me, eclipses as emotionally draining as they can be as you know there's a lot of like i feel there's a lot of downloads a lot of spiritual spiritual downloads a lot of i think the connection to ethereal energy is far more sensitive than not it is a time that i'm that i kind of look forward to because i'm like okay well this is it isn't a time where i just get to take a step back or or not do anything but i do let the universe show me oh this is this is what i'm learning Hmm. this is where i'm meant to head next right you really want to allow yourself to be open because that's what's going to tell you is this aligned is what i intentioned uh at the beginning of the year does it feel aligned with me Sometimes during eclipse season, those things that you intentioned will be taken away. And that's a clear sign. Nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> right. right? Um, relationships change. You know, um, how you show up in relationships change. I know that last year, for me, 
the eclipses of Mar March and April were really pivotal for me and my relationship, my personal relationship. And it marked the time where I realized, oh, where I had forgotten, we are on individual paths. Yes, we are together, but we are in, on individual paths and I have to honor my path. And that came with a lot of things, right? But how my relationship then it started unfolding thereafter was vastly different. Mm -hmm. But it came with arguments. It came with second guessing. You know, it came with, am I going to have to leave? It came with, it comes, eclipse seasons come with a lot of big questions, a lot of big emotions, a lot of big conversations. Allow yourself to be as present as possible. <laughs> in that hurricane and let it show you because it will. I, I love that. I look forward to it too. Just, I think yeah. it reflects so much back to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. This conversation kind of went a little bit differently and, and than I had anticipated, but I think it went exactly to where it needed to go. Yeah. Um, I love so, it. Yeah. Learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that this is helpful. And so just to recap a little bit, let 2024 be a year where you are getting to know this version of you that has been trying for quite some time now to really emerge and come into the light, but that has been really afraid of, you know, retribution from the world. Yeah. Um, and let it come out to what feels comfortable for you. I think that throughout the year, there will the, the universe will bring us with opportunities where we'll have no other choice but to really express that most authentic part because mm -hmm. we need to practice and we need the contrast and the universe is gracious in that way, even if it doesn't feel like it. But remember, when you ask yourself, how do I want to move forward with this? Really ask yourself, why do I want to move forward with this? Is it aligned? Does it feel honest to me? Or am I fulfilling an, an outer expectation? And once you answer that why, then you can begin to ask, uh, how do I want to move forward with this? And even the how do you want to move forward with this is going to look a little bit differently because Capricorn energy was all about the ends justify the means. I'm going to work myself to the bone. And the fact of the matter is, is that when you're moving towards something that feels aligned and authentic to you, you actually don't have to work yourself to the bone. Yes, you do take action, but you take much more aligned action. But as a society, we, I don't know that we have a good grasp on aligned action just yet. Allow yourself to practice that, hmm. right? Yeah. And more importantly, I think just be patient with yourself in the process. Be kind to yourself. When you start, if you start beating yourself up for, God, I should know this. Why is this taking so long? All of the things come back to, I'm new. I'm new at this. Mm -hmm. I am, no matter what, I am unconditionally loved, supported, and guided. Because that is the truth. Yes. So. I think this is this redefines resolutions and intentions significantly 
So if you're feeling a little bit off or whatever, hopefully this conversation validates whatever it is that you may be feeling. Yeah. It just gives you permission to be where you are. Right. Right. Which is so important. That's a lesson I've just learning over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. So yes, Mm -hmm. I hope this conversation was helpful. I hope your January is a compassionate and gentle one. Um, I'm so glad to be back with you recording conversations. Um, Thank you for sharing your astrology wisdom. I'm always so grateful for the insight and the guidance. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. All right. Until (laughs) next time. Bye. Thank you all for joining us once again on another episode. It is always our pleasure to have these conversations. If you like the show, please rate and review. It is always a great help for us. And if you'd like to know what we're up to, check out our show notes or check us out on Instagram at Blue Butterfly Effect Podcast, at AshleyTorrent29, or at Astro underscore Consciousness. 